everybody, I'm Mackenzie. Welcome to Unfiltered Legends. In each episode, John the Legend Boker talks to pool and spa people, professionals, service techs, pool owners, about their experiences. The ups, the downs, the funny, and the sad. Well, actually, they filter out the sad. We're here to entertain, but you might learn a few things along the way. In today's episode, John the Legend, Jana, and the other John talk to an old friend in Texas. Carlos Gonzalez is not your typical pool guy, or maybe he is. We'll take a journey from food trucks to the head of marketing at Texan Pools of Greater Houston. We hope you enjoy. Vinegar and tea bags. That is good to know. That's that's life stuff right there. That's good stuff. Legend. Today, we're talking about DNA, sign language, and buttered cast iron. Is this an episode of Top Chef? It's just another episode of Unfiltered Legends. He lost all his money because he picked up a hitchhiker after Vietnam. I'm upstairs by myself in a closet. The least popular podcast ever. (laughs) That is a rough start. What's happening, brother? It's been a long time. I know, man. How have you been? I've been uh, good, a little fluffier than the last time you saw me, of course. but uh, life is good. So you're the guy now in charge of marketing at Texas. Yeah, the digital marketing at the very least, not so much the mail-in marketing or the print marketing. So email campaigns, okay. Google ads, Facebook ads, anything that the website needs to be updated on in terms of like the front end. We cater to the greater North Houston area. So um, we have six locations out there uh, spanning all the way from Katy, Texas to Kingwood, all the way up north to the Woodlands area. So we're pretty pretty spread out in, in there, but I do manage the marketing at Texan Pools. So since we last spoke, um, obviously I had just become manager out at the Katy location. And so I was doing that for a while, but then there happened to be an opening at the front office for, um, they were kind of just putting me there to see where I kind of fit in, but I ended up sticking it out in the marketing IT department uh, since my background, obviously, in, in video, but I also have graphic design background. And obviously more of a passion for you than working in the stores and doing that kind of stuff, I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, obviously I enjoy sales just because everything, in my opinion, it comes down to sales. So, you know, it's human interaction and you get to learn a lot and then communicating with new people. But in terms of how I work, you know, I'm I'm more of a geek. I like being in front of a computer, kind of messing with stuff. Um, and they also give me the ability to kind of think big. Any ideas that I come up with, I'm allowed to present and, uh, you know, they look at it, discuss it during the director's meetings and tell me what I, you know, have the green light to go ahead and do. Well, Carlos, give me a little bit of your background. When you came out of high school, what were, what were your thoughts? What were your career paths at that time? And how did you end up at <laughs> Texan? Yeah, so, I mean, I had a long and winding road as far as how I got to Texan. It's crazy, but... Out of high school, I actually went into bioinformatics, which was a brand new field. Yeah, everyone knows what that is. <laughs> good it's a good thing we're interviewing this guy. Yeah, it combines computer science <laughs> and biology. It was done to map the human genome. And, you know, um, in middle school and high school, I got really into just DNA and how to, how it, like, it 
develops you and you know as you're um, growing in the womb and all that's just interesting because it just comes down to like a few letters and all those letters make so many different unique attributes to yourself so i went into i went to baylor to do that and uh try to do pre-med but even though i enjoyed it um my artsy side still kept like pushing at me because my other option was to go to savannah's uh, school of art and design in atlanta georgia um, but you know, I, that was a little too far away from home for me at the time. And so I decided to kind of stick close and do something a little bit more mainstream, I guess. But eventually I, I decided to go back and pursue my passion of doing like actual art. Um, and so I went to the art Institute and started studying there at the same time. I actually had applied over at, at Texan pools because I needed a job. I had just come back from Austin with my brother and long story there. But um, so, you know, I needed something to be able to fund, you know, our, our tuition and things like that. So they called me a couple days after I applied. And, you know, so I decided to start working there and I, I entered into the maintenance department cleaning pools. And I did that for a few months until Miss Debbie, Debbie Branham, director of retail, she heard about me and decided to move me into retail and it gave me a better option because it worked with my hours due to school so I was able to work on the weekends rather than just having to do the Monday Monday through Friday in the mornings and then from there it kind of just kept growing and growing moving around to different stores being able to still do school and travel when I needed to when I had projects things like that so it, it was a it was a pretty nice balance um, what uh, I received at TechSun and I think because of just what I was able to learn and what I you know gave to the company because I always tried to work my hardest uh, regardless of the situation and I you know luckily they noticed that and appreciated it so then eventually I got moved on to uh, the MIT program when a opening uh, presented itself out in Katy and I got pushed through the program in like six months and afterwards I was put out there in 2018 August 2018 and I took over formally and uh, from there you know um, kind of met the legend and JB out at, <laughs> you know one of uh, one of those uh, cool pool and spa shows and we started talking and discussed them coming out and that was a pretty awesome highlight you know of my managerial uh, career there we've actually got a clip from that show this is legendary pools and spas episode 77 if you want to beat the heat and get the best pool service in the greater Houston area go see Texan if you're around Katie, go see Carlos. He's got cupcakes. But eventually, you know, I guess that helped out. They saw that I really enjoyed networking, meeting with others, thinking in terms of like big picture stuff. What can we do to either, you know, market something that we haven't, you know, uh, pushed or need to push? And uh, that's where I think they saw potential in me and moved me into that, that area. Yeah. Well, and we were down there to see Texan because there was a, a radio show, right? Don't you, don't you guys put on like a, uh, mm-hmm. once a summer or, or something, you do a big radio program and yeah. So uh, it's the backyard Bay radio show with Mike Miller. 
And so he and Tom have a very good relationship. Tom Steinbacher, the owner of uh, Texan Pools, he, uh, they go way back and they've done business together. So one of the things that they like to do is throughout the year, we have certain dates where he comes out to the different locations and hosts uh, his uh, show live for an hour. And, you know, people call in while they're shopping. They get to meet Mike, things like that. So it's a nice experience for everybody. And, you know, you guys got to be a part of that. And that was really cool to see two big, you know, names in the industry, one local and one national, like come together and, you know, our small part of, you know, Houston to put on that show. That was a really cool experience, you know, having Mike Miller and then the legend. Let's go back to that episode of Legendary Pools and Spas, episode 77 for another clip. Just tell him you talked with me on the air, give him your information, and then we'll get back with you next week. It's called Legendary Pools and Spas, and what we're trying to do is to bring the pool industry to the consumer, much like this radio show, with a little humor, and have a fun time doing it. And just let them all kind of throw in one last good word for you. This is the Backyard Bay, live in Katy at Texan Pool. What was the first opportunity when you're working at Texan that your bosses saw that you had kind of this creative side? How did that appear? Yeah, so they, Debbie knew that I was in school at the Art Institute and she understood that I was making videos. So one of the first projects they actually gave me was the uh, retail Christmas dinner and I was tasked with making something fun for the company. So that year was actually one of the funnest years because we did parodies of uh, top uh, hit music videos. So we did, you know, little snippets of Backstreet Boys and Sync, uh, things that were trending like Drake. So every store had to choose a, a music video that they wanted to replicate. And I would go out there, film it. And then I quote unquote hosted it. So I had myself in a, you know, green screen and then I put myself in a studio to make it look, you know, all fancy. And I cut all that up and then did all the graphics on it, did some like 3D emblems that, you know, uh, kind of uh, dolled it up, made it look nice and then presented it at the dinner and they really enjoyed it. So after that, we kept actually with that tradition, quote unquote, uh, for the next few years. Uh, until just time constraints and stuff like that me moving into management made it very difficult to continue so at that point it was more hey let's go ahead and put together some of the older videos and uh, into like a collage and show that so that way you know there's not a ton of work to be done on top of everything else that needs to be taken care of so why why Texan you're a young kid in college you need a job was it just the, the business down the road uh, and <laughs> I hate to say it that I put it that way, but yeah, I mean, it's not like it was the business down the road. They called me right away. I mean, that, that says something, you know, I wasn't trying to get some stellar job. I just wanted to find somewhere where I could, you know, do some work and they called and they were all very, very cool. Um, everyone was very down to earth. They were kind of just doing their own thing. And I had already kind of done pools before. Uh, some of the, um, my mom worked as a maid growing up. So some of the people that she worked with, you know, had pools and they had asked me if I would take care of it for them. And I was like, yeah, sure. So I had done some work in that field. So it wasn't just random, like, oh, here's a pool store. What's that? Let me go in there and apply. It was like, well, 
I have some background in there. I wouldn't be, you know, a fish out of water per se. So I decided to apply there. They called a couple days later. Everyone was real nice. And it was cool being outdoors and, you know, kind of being on your own time as long as you got the job done. Want to use less chlorine next year? Protein Supreme uses a borate formula to keep your pool water in balance. And balanced water is the perfect environment for a sanitizer to go to work. In 2021, trust Proteam Supreme for a Supreme Pool season. To learn three ways to use 30% less sanitizer, visit HavilandPool.com. I don't know, it was refreshing. It was a real different change because before then I, I did sales in, in uh, music stores or uh, either that or I taught music. Um, so I don't know, like I really just, it kind of spoke to me in a sense. And so whenever I started to get out there and, you know, hearing the rushing water and being in all these awesome backyards with this like great landscaping and well-designed pools, You know, because it's a big deal out here and over here in Texas, like there's a lot of land. So these people, you know, buy big houses and they have a lot of a lot of acreage and some of them put in some really, really crazy features in the backyard. And most of the time it's a it's a really nice, well-built design pool. So getting to to take all that in was really different. So, you know, somehow, some way um, and Brandon Huffman from Zodiac, who used to be the rep for our area, kind of put it, you know, the best. He's like, once you kind of get into the industry, it, it kind of keeps you there. It's very difficult to like get out. But, you know, for every person that's different from me, it just it just I like the outdoors. I like nature and, you know, water's I don't know, just be water, you know, like Bruce Lee says. So it kind of just <laughs> drew me in. I like that reference, buddy. I'm a huge Bruce Lee fan. <laughs> I love it. So, so Carlos, you brought up uh, Bruce Lee. Have Have you watched any of the first two seasons of Cobra Kai yet? Okay, so I watched the first one, but not all the way through. My One of my best friends, it just loves it big fan of it and he's always sending gifts and you know little excerpts of it so i decided to sit down and start streaming it and i can't believe i'm saying this but the fact that you know because it started off as a youtube video or as a youtube series so the first uh, few episodes were actually very low budget and man it just it kept turning me off and so i'm gonna give it another try uh but i have not yet um, the storyline excites me, though. Uh, I just, you know, the whole different point of view in terms of uh, the story of Johnny and and that. So it was just, it's crazy to crazy to see that being done. I thought it was really excellent. Yeah, I'm a product of that era, right? So for mm-hmm. me, it's yeah, I relate to every bit of it, and uh, and just to see them at my age, right now, they are still they can throw a kick and a punch and i'm like man i used to be in good shape i am not anymore cannot do that (laughs) oh but so there is a oh what's the name of the band uh it's called sweep the leg johnny you gotta sweep the leg. it is this this music video came out 10 years ago at least and uh Mm -hmm. They, they come out with this video, and it's just some band out of California. 
but they get all these guys to be in the video. They're all in the video. Really? And it, oh, wow. All, and so, yes. So all of a sudden when the series comes out, I'm like, you know, these guys probably stirred something up with that group of actors or whatever mm-hmm. to uh, to get them going again. 2007 is when that song came out. 2007. 2007, wow. It didn't spark, I guess, the idea. It more smoldered it for another <laughs> second. You're right. Just threw a little ember in there just to keep it going. Uh, you got to struggle through, you know, a season. It, it gets good. It really gets good. I'm... That's what everybody's saying. And like I said, I'm, I'm going to sit back down. It's just I was sitting with my wife watching it. And, yeah, she's the final, you know, decision when <laughs> yeah, it comes we to which judge we're going to continue watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a few movies that are in my in my list now that I'm not exactly proud of, but hey, <laughs> can't do much about it. So hold on, hold on, hold on, Johnny. Let's check. I want to check. I want to check to see if Jan is back. I see her, but I don't see her. Jan, are you there? It just sounds like you're far away. Awesome, great. Hopefully, you caught all of that Cobra Kai story, so we didn't want you to miss anything there. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, I just you know I know good good stuff when i see it <laughs> no more kings is the name of the band carlos no more kings it's amazing that those guys uh you know broke away from their other current projects to do the cobra kai series i know they had a lot going <laughs> shut up Bereza. Hopefully the original fans are still alive by the time we come up with our YouTube series. <laughs> We're still alive, buddy. We're still alive. Yeah, I'm still here too. I watched that as a kid. <laughs> so speaking of kids, do you have a, a one-year-old now? Yeah, he just turned one November 23rd. I guess not just, but to me it's just, you know. Um, it It's incredible um, seeing them like just go through their different phases even as a baby and the things that they learn and they're developing and because he's starting to walk and we're all for it because yeah he might get into stuff but he is such an independent child um he just wants to be on his own he wants his close by you know visible but he wants to be exploring and he like one of his favorite places being outside in the backyard but we can't let him crawl around out there and his walker can only allow him to go so far because we have it. Uh, there's a lot of landscaping back there. So it's a lot of nice areas to walk through, but at the same time, not for a walker. So once he starts walking, that's that's going to be great. You're teaching your son sign language. Correction, my wife is teaching my son sign language. <laughs> <laughs> No, she knows sign language. Um, I'm learning as I go. So I know a few words, you know, I know more. I know how to say like yogis. I know how to say crackers, like the things that he would ask for. I know, Um, but not not extensively. She's the one that's uh, been doing it for, I mean, a long time. She she has an extensive background in terms of like, um, like, I guess, special needs. Um, she's taken care of and had a lot of friends that were special needs. So throughout the years, she learned and picked that up. And so now she's passing it on to Keanu, which I think is great. Awesome. So, and Johnny, you also had a sign language background as well? Well, I used to know how to say more cookies, please. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. So it, it, both of my grandparents, my mother's mom and dad, were both deaf. 
their entire lives, raised three girls, completely deaf. Uh, my grandfather never went on any type of disability, worked his entire life. And, um, and so sign language was a part of what I saw growing up. And so when my son was born, my wife, who is a therapist, uh, said, hey, you know, the sign language stuff. And it, and it just clicked in my head. I said, you know, I was never able to communicate with my grandparents like I should have. And, uh, and I said, it's a great idea. Let's do this. Well, the problem with that was, is uh, my son didn't actually speak until he was almost two because uh, he didn't need to. I mean, that kid knew more sign language than I knew. I'm like, I don't even know. I got to look it up in the book. I don't know what he's asking me now. Somebody must have taught him. I don't know who it was. I read a lot. One of the things that I started researching was just parenting and, you know, how to be a good dad, you know, what you should do, what you should expect or, you know, what you can't really expect. But the biggest thing that I found out was the development of your child is actually quite tied to how much time they spent with their dad. So I was looking to make sure that I was there for him in any capacity and that I could, you know, experience this first because a lot of parents, you know, if, especially if they're working, tend to miss first just due to the fact that they're busy. That, that sounds exactly that sounds exactly the way the legend does it, except he never reads and doesn't try to better himself. Other than that, I was just gonna, I was just gonna, I was gonna say something. You know, you can train dogs to do things. You can train legends to do things. You just uh, sit. Here's your cookie. Carlos, Johnny and I have talked to quite a few people in the industry. What we've learned most of all is none of them own a pool, mm -hmm. but we understand you own a pool. Can you tell us a little bit about how you maintain that? Yeah. So we actually purchased an above ground pool. Uh, the house that we have did not come with one. So I still wanted to have one because obviously it's a great way to get you know people together and spend the summer because, you know, as Jana knows, down here in Texas, it gets real hot. Um, so you need somewhere to go and cool off. Uh, whenever I filled it up, got it built up and everything, the first thing that I went with was obviously borates. Um, main reason that's where you should kind of start. Balance your pool. Once you have it balanced and set up the way you want it to go, go ahead and add borates. Main reason, and mind you, this is going to sound kind of like a sales pitch, but at the same time, you know, I've used it. I've had customers have used it. So I know that it works. Once you add it to the water, I mean, you know, you have a video on your YouTube channel where you put the goggles on and you go underneath and you say like, oh, crystal clear water throughout. And it's true. If you want to do a test, like go in your water, jump in beforehand, see how it looks and then add it afterwards. And then, you know, notice the difference. It's it's night and day. And I'm trying to minimize the amount of chlorine and sanitizer that I use in the pool because, you know, they're very harsh chemicals. They work really well, but I don't really want to be swimming in a washing machine, you know. Um, <laughs> so trying, yeah, trying to use as, as little chlorine as possible is the name of the game. So Boritz was the first step. After that, went ahead and added enzymes. You know, with that, it really did mitigate the amount of maintenance that we had to do. Really just brushing every now and again when it needed to be, you know, shot because of some separation after a pool party. Went ahead and did that. But the combination of, you know, using the Proteam Supreme and natural chemistry products really, really did like wonders to it. 
Hey, Carlos, that was great on not giving us a sales pitch, buddy. I just want to commend you on that. <laughs> Do we have to pay him when we reuse that? <laughs> we might. We might. I mean, take it for someone who's actually using it. You know what I mean? I, it's surprising that a lot of people don't actually have, you know, pools in the industry. But at the same time, if you do own one, trust me, like whoever does is going to be using that. Even if you use... um like for spas and stuff, uh, for example, one of the things that I was uh, talking to one of the associates at the stores, he was like, hey, what's that product that came in a bottle um, that was supposed to be borates and stuff? And it's like in a powder and you just sprinkle it in. And I was like, oh, that's weekly treat, um, which is, you know, from protein. And he was like, oh, right, because they don't know about, hey, we have small canisters. If someone wants to, you know, do their spa or hot tub, something like that, we have a way to do that. You don't have to buy the big bucket and, you know, dose it out. It's like, here, here's a small dose of it. Um, so he was noticing that cause I used it, the weekly treat. I bought, I bought like a whole case that we had at the store that I was working at at the time. So I had back stock of it. Um, and so then I would just, uh, supplement with the weekly treat afterwards to kind of top off my borates. So, yeah, that's the weekly treat product is a product we launched to have like a weekly maintenance. But as you know, one of the biggest issues in selling borates, one of its actual benefits for consumers is that it doesn't go away. You're only losing mm -hmm. it from splash out. So the ad back is so small. So most customers would kind of add it once and then just kind of let it slide by the end of the year and then make one big ad again. So they weren't, luckily we had one good customer in the Houston area that bought all of it. So it kept that product afloat. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we actually got one mint that's designed for the spas. It actually smells like my grandma. Oh, it's a uh, nice floral it's scent. It's got a nice... Yeah, nice floral fragrance to it. It's called uh, Gentle Spa. Oh, Gentle Spa. Uh, it's delightful. Yeah. And also, Boker's grandma smelled like goulash. So it was not. <laughs> hey, I thought we were done with Polish jokes. I didn't think those were happening anymore. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, Eastern European delicacies. Uh, nice segue. When uh, Johnny and I went down there, uh, boy, over a year ago now, and visited you in the mm -hmm. July, always the best time to visit Houston. Yeah. <laughs> One of the best food seeds in the country. We know you're a foodie. Can you give us a few of the best foods to have in your area? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to talk about barbecue because, you know, that's try. I mean, everybody knows you, you want good barbecue, you come to Texas. Except for people in Memphis and North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> well, you go upstate and you start realizing like, okay, this is barbecue. It's like a fancy, like dry piece of bread with like two strips of like, you know, meat and stuff and like a, a small dip of sauce. And it's like, here's your barbecue. It's like, this isn't barbecue. <laughs> my son had a McRib. My son had a McRib for the first time yesterday and it opened his eyes. Yeah. Oh, one of my favorite delicacies, buddy. <laughs> I actually just got one the other day. I didn't know they were back. Yeah, my wife was like, did you know the McRib's back? I was like, yeah, back. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, me personally, okay, so I eat a lot of banh mi. I eat a lot of sushi. I, well, I eat a lot of different things, So, but we'll go with, we'll go with banh mi because up here in this area, there are a lot of Vietnamese uh, sub-houses. So banh mi is a really good delicacy, and the reason I like it is because it's very similar to what a Salvadorian uh, sandwich is, and I won't get into that because, man, the recipe for that's kind of, crazy 
but it's just a sandwich it has you know your options of uh, fried egg or you get lemongrass beef and then it just has cilantro shredded carrot then um, cucumber things like that it's really delicious it's light you know it's good for lunch because it doesn't have weigh you down um, but then we have like empanada house oh man like it's hard to talk about food because there's so many different delicacies they, they like coranos all the all the street food you know we have over here because we're pretty big about that like portland austin houston you hear about these uh food truck parks and stuff like that where you have cuisine from all over the place food in houston is an experience people you know we have one of the best chefs in the country right now rated one of the best chefs in the country so it's a religion almost down here so i could talk about specific things but there's so many things uh, you just have to come down here and i have to just take you all over the place for a week <laughs> where you get to try all the cuisine you might gain a few pounds but hey quarantine already helped us yeah. with that so <laughs> i'm looking forward to the mcbon me i think that's going to be great yeah right Right. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about Texan. Tell me what makes Texan special. I'm going to start off at the top because you can't really talk about Texan without talking about Tom, Tom Steinbacher, the owner. Um, and yeah, it seems like a plug, but at the same time, I mean, his vision and direction are just, I mean, they're stellar. Um, but he's a really great and open guy. Like I see him all the time, you know, most of the time, whenever you talk about a company, it's like, oh yeah, I, you know, I've heard of the owner or, you know, I've met him at a company party. You know, I said hi to him or something like that. You know, I, t I get to talk to him on a regular basis and that's, that's crazy. You know, you have direct access to a company owner to learn from and to figure out what we're doing in terms of, you know, what, what we're rolling out, what promotions we're working on, what we're moving towards in the industry. Um, so it's, it's a great value to have that. Going down the line, you have all the directors and the directors, they're incredibly talented. They're smart. You know, my direct director, or yeah, director, my director, Eric, um, for IT, He's the one that developed the web-based app and worked on that and created it, um, you know, built it out from the ground up. And then I helped load it and troubleshoot it. And I know everybody tries to say like, oh, you know, this company is very family oriented and, you know, everybody gets along really well. It goes beyond that for us. Like we're friends outside of work. And when I say we're friends, it's like, no, I don't casually talk to them. Like they're my friends. We hang out. But that that's what kind of makes Texan different. You you know everybody and that is a different appeal because you're not just working somewhere. You're not just at a job. I, I don't know how to explain it. It feels like maybe going to school, you know, <laughs> like where you go and you go hang out with your friends, but you're learning information and getting things done. I guess that's kind of the environment. It's not so much like, oh, I'm going to work and man, I got to put in a nine to five. And once I get home, I'm going to be completely burnt out. And no, it's not that like we actually enjoy what we do and we really like it texan is a culture we don't have to pretend to have one or we don't have to create one it is a culture texan is texan and you know it by being there nothing touches what texan does well that's awesome it's it's great to hear that a company like that is out there carlos it was a pleasure talking to you we hope you have nothing but success and uh we will catch up with you next time all right, guys. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much. So much. Take care, brother. It's. I guess it's kind of like delicious or whatever that show is. <laughs> you love that show, Brezzy. You know, I mean, it's a fat guy stuffing his face with all kinds of stuff. Don't they already have that with Guy Fieri? <laughs> Do we really no, need to know? No. <laughs>
John, don't you qualify for a vaccination based on your health history? <laughs> Fatness does not qualify. <laughs> I thought it was just a visual infection. 